Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. I could not be more proud to announce today's sponsor and why they're sponsoring the podcast, Citizens of Humanity, which you may know is this amazing denim company, decided to do Stay Safe t-shirts. They're available on Monday, May 3rd, and you can shop them exclusively on the Citizens of Humanity website, citizensofhumanity.com. A hundred percent of the retail selling price of every t-shirt sold supports the Susan Felice Owens program for COVID-19 vaccine research at Mount Sinai Health System, which I founded. I am over the moon grateful and excited that Citizens of Humanity is donating their proceeds of their Get Vaxxed shirts, which are long-sleeved unisex t-shirts available in white or black, and the retail price is $34. Go to Citizens of Humanity. Please go get one of these t-shirts. And again, every t-shirt sold supports vaccine research at Mount Sinai and the program that I founded to honor my late mother-in-law. Thank you, Citizens of Humanity, for choosing my charity to donate the proceeds to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I am just so excited. So go check out Citizens of Humanity, the shirt, buy some jeans, go crazy, and... um, 
just thank you. Laura Dave is the author of The Last Thing He Told Me, which since I did this interview has been chosen as Reese's book pick for May. Laura is the international best-selling author of several novels, including The Last Thing He Told Me and 800 Grapes. Her fiction and essays have been published in the New York Times, ESPN, Redbook, Glamour, and Ladies Home Journal. She is dubbed a, quote, a wry observer of modern love by USA Today and has appeared on CBS's early show, Fox News Channel's Fox and Friends, and NPR's All Things Considered. Cosmopolitan Magazine named her a fun and fearless phenom of the year. Several of her novels have been optioned for film and television, with Laura adapting The Last Thing He Told Me for Hello Sunshine and to Apple. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm, a, I'm an avid listener, so it's very fun. Yay. <laughs> well, you have so many books that all look amazing. Now that I have your latest book, I have to go back and read all these other ones, which I I don't know how I missed and I like hate that I did. And so, especially because I've, no one else in the world seems to have missed these books. <laughs> and they're like all being made into movies and all such, I mean, they look great. And now you've switched gears. You've been called something like the master of the family novel or something amazing like that and wrote a thriller-ish type of novel. So tell me about switching gears. And then I want to go back and hear how you started writing to begin with. Well, for this book, for the for the last thing he told me, I actually started working on it in 2012. So it's been a long time coming. And I was really interested. I love true crime. I've always loved thrillers in general. That's sort of, especially, you know, on the other end of the pandemic, I feel like that was a lot of comfort food to me. I had a lot of Nora Ephron movie viewing and a lot of thrillers on my <laughs> But I wanted to write a thriller that was rooted in hope, which sounds at odds with what the genre is. But I wanted to see, you know, Gloria Steinem has this quote that I love about watching a woman become the hero of her own life. And I started imagining a woman who is presented with a version of her husband that seems entirely paradoxical to who she knew her husband to be. And while this was happening, I had for years and years before that been very interested in Enron and trying to retell the story of a financial scandal through the point of view of a wife who really believes her husband to be innocent. Not unlike how Linda Lay went on the Today Show when that all broke and said, you know, my husband's done nothing wrong. And I would never, you know, speak to Linda Lay's actual mind frame or what she what she thinks or thought about her marriage. But for the purposes of this story, I wanted a wife who believes that, who believes her husband's done nothing wrong, despite all the mounting evidence to the contrary. And in that juxtaposition, Hannah Hall was born and the last thing he told me was born. And then it has had many, many iterations over the last eight years, the largest of which happened shortly after I had my son, when I realized that this was in the most primal sense, the story of someone becoming a mother. And her hero's journey was going to wrap entirely around becoming a mother to this to this girl, to her stepdaughter who did not have one. Wow. Well, when I was 16, I was sort of dealing with the my parents dating type of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always great when your parents are dating, but particularly in high school when you're like trying to figure <laughs> your own stuff out, right? So I really kind of empathized with the daughter who was, you know, up listening to like beautiful Carol King and like doing her own thing and having to deal with this perhaps not 
so welcome stepmother into her life yes. and then you're thrust together. And so I, I don't know, I viewed it from, I could view it from both point of views, which was very interesting. <laughs> yes, I can imagine that too. Like, you know, you're like, I'm the one that's supposed to be having a date on a Saturday night, not you. Like what's happening, yeah. you know? Yeah. Plus the fact my, well, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> talk about my my parents' dating life, but I feel like they would not be happy about that. So I'll move on. So tell me about the stepdaughter, step-parent relationship as the central piece. What, how did you come up with that? Or what was that? So I've always been really interested in this idea of found families and the way that sometimes our family becomes people that are in our blood families necessarily. And also over the last several years, I've had so many friends become moms in in ways that aren't the traditional, you know, root of they get pregnant, they have a they have a child. And I sort of wanted to honor all the different ways we find our journey toward family. So that was one of the motivations for Bailey and Hannah's relationship starting off as, you know, a new stepmom to her new stepdaughter. Hannah arrives in Sausalito shortly before the events of this book begin. And Bailey, who is 16 and good at it, isn't particularly interested in her new stepmom and probably would have remained uninterested in her if her father's scandal hadn't blown up and he disappears, leaving the two of them together to figure out where he was and sort of pick up the pieces of where they're supposed to go next. And so while I was spending time with them, it allowed me to, in a microcosm, examine how you go from strangers in a way to something much closer. So something much akin to, you know, forever family. And it sort of was a, it was a really natural exploration. I have, a, I, I have a lot of empathy for both of them for walking in. And what you share together is a common person, someone you both love deeply, but that doesn't necessarily translate into you getting along as well as each of you might get along with that common person. And so I wanted no one to be bad here, everyone to be coming at it from a place of just trying to navigate this new relationship while managing to have some self-preservation of what they think they need. So, you know, that's sort of where we started. And I spent a lot of times talking with women who found themselves in that newly in that situation, long held in that situation. And it was really interesting. And, it, and I think also, well, I hope, you know, I don't want to ruin anything that happens in the book, but I feel like their journey toward each other is one that, you know, I didn't want to be linear. I wanted to mirror more how it happens, which is you move together, you move apart, you move together until sort of the ultimate way that they learn they can trust each other. Wow. And of course it never is linear, right? I mean, that's not how any relationships work, certainly not complicated ones. Exactly. Exactly. And you're closest family members. So yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So why not just scrap this book? You've written other books since this was 12 years ago or whatever. Like why, why did you go back? In the first several iterations, there was a character who I was really trying to save. And I couldn't let go of the fact that I couldn't save this person to make the story work. I wanted, in terms of, you know, we talk about found families and I, well, I want to hear was sort of the ultimate 
happy ending. But just like you're just saying now, there's no linear path. There is no happy ending. There's endings and there's beginnings and there's do-overs if we're lucky. And I couldn't let go of the story because there was something that felt to me, it felt to me that I hadn't really seen a story before that navigated this terrain in a way that asked the question of what makes us who we are. Like, you know, what we find out quite early on in this book is Hannah's belief that she knew who her husband was. All the details come out different. He was he didn't go to school where he told her he went to school. He didn't grow up where he told her he grew up. And clearly he's embroiled in some very challenging aspects of his present and his past, which he didn't share with her. But at his core, she believes that she still understands who he is. And at and and at her core, she believes she knows who she is. And I wanted to really figure out a way to look at what makes us who we are, what makes us know someone else, how do we become a witness to someone's life? And I kind of couldn't shake it. So every time I put it away and started working on something else, I found myself wanting to come back to it. And then, as I said, you know, shortly after my son was born, my husband, who's also a writer, said to me, you know, I was working on another book that was really, was fo- sort of fo- focused on a therapist and on divorce and on this stuff. And I wasn't enjoying writing it. And my husband said like, why don't, what if you picked up that book and you made Owen bad? And I'm like, well, that in, in my infinite kindness of when I'm stuck writing, I was like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever <laughs> And so that's verbatim what I said. But later that day, when I was at the coffee shop in a world where we got to sit at coffee shops, I open the file again. And whereas that wasn't the right thing to do, or I don't think it was the correct thing to do, it opened up for me what I needed to do to tell the story properly and who I had to kind of sacrifice to tell it properly. And since then, then this this final journey of this book has been really joyful in, in finding where I wanted to go. Story and now this is going to be a movie, right? Yes, it's going to be a TV show. It's going to be a TV limited show. series with, uh, I call it a movie all the time. So even when I'm writing it, we're in the middle of writing it, um, writing it with my husband and Julie Roberts is going to play Hannah, which is, you know, a dream. Wow. Through, so that's very exciting. So we're in the middle right now of writing all the episodes and it's supposed to shoot next January. Wow. It's exciting. That's really, really awesome. It's fun. My brother is also a producer and my husband, and he did Ben is Back with Julia Roberts. Have you seen oh, you're series? kidding. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. So good, right? It's yeah. so good. The son in that is also, I mean, so, so good. Don't don't tell me his name. I know I, his name. I can't. I was trying to remember it No, too. this is terrible because he was also in, oh gosh, this is just showing my age here. I can't remember anything. It'll come to me before the end of this episode. It'll just <laughs> pop in. But anyway, well, that is so exciting. So what is it like collaborating with your husband on a creative project like that? Have you done that before for your other things or not? For one of my other books, a book called Hello Sunshine, we wrote the script together. So we're still, you know, that's on hold at the moment because we have to do a a rewrite, you know, of that after we finish this. So we collaborated, but it was a, it, we were collaborating in a very different world, you know, where, the, <laughs> where there was leaving the house and childcare. And so this, <laughs> this is this time around, it is an, it is fun and an honor. And also like, oh my gosh, you know, a lot of late night, early morning navigating of trying to write that. I think what's really fun about it is, you know, we got married in 2011. So he's been living with these characters 
on and off for this whole time anyway. He's read so many drafts of this book. So I feel really lucky that we're doing it and also quite tired because usually (laughs) we're working from about 8.30 at night to close to midnight after my son goes to sleep. So (laughs) oh my gosh, it's a little crazy. That's a This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But, well, at least it's something you can do together. Exactly. You know, my husband and I are like, I'm like, should we put something on the calendar? Like, I don't know when we're supposed to see each other. I don't know. I'll wave to you. We'll we'll pop into each other's Zooms. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, it's so, it's exactly, it's so hard to figure out, figure out that time. But one thing I highly recommend doing together, if you haven't already, is have you seen Ted Lasso? No. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's like these little like 25 minutes of joy. It's a show on Apple and it, it, I, I don't, it's Jason Sudeikis, please. Right. No, I saw him win all the awards and stuff, it, but yes. It is so joyful. It. And it was so funny. Cause I feel like, you know, especially in, in the middle of all this, like you turn on the TV or, and you're so tired. You're like, just forget it. I'm just going to read a book and go to sleep or whatever. You know, you can't even, but that was one show that sort of captivated me during this. And I was like, oh my gosh, you'll watch them in three days. It will okay. be, it'll be really great. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so meanwhile, your book, Hello Sunshine, did you name it Hello Sunshine before Reese's company? Like a couple months before. <laughs> oh my gosh. But then, <laughs> but then she like, didn't they option one of your books or I yeah. was like reading it three times. I was like, did I get this wrong? Like, yeah. is it a coincidence? Tell me about it. It's a total coincidence. So it's actually funny. So I named, I named the book, Hello Sunshine. And then between the time I named the book, Hello Sunshine and the book came out that book, she named her company Hello Sunshine, which, you know, is it's funny. So I got a lot of notes when Hello Sunshine when Hello Sunshine came out, like, oh my God, you're doing that with Reese. Like it was very <laughs> confusing for people. Because Reese actually optioned my my very first novel called London is the Best City in America. And then she just op- the the show that we're doing with Julie Roberts, she's the producer, this new show, the last thing he told me. And she's amazing. Like she's been, you know, she's so, I mean, she's so smart about about these, I mean, these these limited series and how to make them. And so that's been really lucky, but we we had a funny moment about the hello sunshine of it all. (laughs) Not involved in that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so what, now that you've 
put this one to bed finally. Yes. What are you, did you love writing a thriller so much you want to write another one? Or are you going back to your sort of bread and butter of like, what's, what's coming next for you? That's a good question. I am, I just started a new book that is in this realm of sort of mystery, sort of heightened mystery, you know, not, not thriller, thriller in that, like I could never write violence very well. I would have people shaking hands at the end instead. So, (laughs) so, but it is in that same genre and it's sort of based on family secrets. So, but again, that writing is taking place, you know, sometime between 6am and 7.30 a.m. So 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. So it's it's slow going, but... So what are you doing in between? Are you with your son the rest of the time? Like what's happening in those hours? I am with my son. I'm with my son. And he just actually started back at preschool last week. You have you have several kids, yes? I have four kids, yeah. And it's four kids. I thought it, I knew it was three or four. I, I forgot for a second. So and are they back in school now? Remind me or... Today was literally the first day that, well, at least three of them, but... My little guys went back today after multiple quarantines for various reasons, including my own being sick. And then that like, I remember a, a baby. I mean, we've had like everyone we've ever seen, even for a second, get sick. So yeah. they finally went back today. And literally, my but my son now is home from boarding school. So it's with his friend. So it's like never empty, but which, which is fine. I love it. But at least the little guys who just walked in in case that now interrupts our podcast, but. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. A couple minutes ago, I was going like, I was like, do you hear him? He's in the next room. But yeah, he just, the going back to school, even for the three hours is like. Life changing. Lovely. Can I ask how old your son is? You don't have to say. Four. He's, He's four. four. So I mean, he loves, he loves going to school. And I think also like it's, it's, it's a double sort of life-changing thing. One is you can have a minute to breathe. And then the second thing is the happiness and the social interaction that you see come back into their skin and into their lives. Like he's like, literally like he comes out of school and his cheeks are red with like happiness. And, you know, uh, it's, that feels like such a blessing. So I feel very lucky. So maybe now I'll have those two and a half hours in addition to try to do something. Yeah. But watch, you're not going to be able to get anything done. Right? I'll get it's, nothing done. I'll right? You'll just like do like online grocery shopping or something. And... Exactly. I'll watch Ted Lasso again. Yeah. You'll watch Ted Lasso again. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So how did you, how did you first get into writing? Just like you're like, how did you break into this whole publishing world to begin with? You know, I always wanted to write since I was eight years old, literally. And I went to college and I was, I wrote a collection of stories as my thesis. And then I went to graduate school and I wrote an entire book and I moved back to New York and I was very proud of myself. I wrote this book and I published two short stories in literary journals. So I had a couple of agents reaching out and I'm like, oh, this is... Anyway, long story short, I moved back to New York. I spilled water on my computer and I lost the entire novel. My no. novel, yes. So I was like, oh my gosh. But it was sort of this beautiful moment in that, I mean... This is very retrospectively looking at it this way. But my father said to me, well, what are you going to do now? Like, what are you going to get a, Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to start again. And like, I ended up in that year after graduate school, I had 13 jobs, literally. Again, literally, I sound like Bailey in my book. A lot of, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like in her, in her mind frame, I've been talking like a teenager. But so I had all, I worked for ESPN. I wrote for Glamour. I wrote for all these places. I tutored, I, you know, to just try to save my mornings for writing. And in some ways, I think the book turned out a lot better than it would have. And also I just sort of learned that, you know, what makes you a writer is that you sort of sit down and write every day without thinking about 
what's going to happen or whether you're going to get like that became, I, I, I taught myself that was what was most important to me in that year. So, whereas I think I should learn how to save things on my computer properly, it probably ended up, you know, working out. And so I, I ended up selling that first novel, quitting most of my jobs and writing full time from then on. Wow. That's amazing. Well, speaking of that, what is your advice to aspiring authors? So my advice is that you need to create a habit out of it, meaning, and it doesn't have to be that you write every single day, but that you have, I think we teach ourselves what matters to us. And if you teach yourself that you have sacred time devoted to this, then it helps you keep doing it because some days it's going to work and some days it's not going to work. But if you sit there and you honor that time, something good is going to come out of it. And to that end, I really do believe that what makes you a writer is if you write, not if how often you've been published or where you've been published. So if you're writing, you're doing the job. And if you're not writing, you're not doing the job. And two books that sort of always help me return to doing the job when I'm having trouble, which I recommend to anyone that wants to write is Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott and on writing by Stephen King. And Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, especially, like she talks a lot about letting go of expectations and your first draft is for yourself. They actually both talk about that. But I read them, I reread them. It just reminds me that it's a practice and it's to give yourself the freedom to write the story you want to write. I was just going to grab, I, she's coming, Anne Lamott is coming to my book club. I was going to show you her new book, which now of course is like, I don't know where it went. If you want to come, you should come. It's Zivi's virtual book club is every other Tuesday, but I'm doing an extra Tuesday for her episode. I think it's either April 4th or 11th. Okay. It's on ZiviOwens.com. Go to book club and you just sign up and you'll get the link. And we always talk about the book for 30 minutes. And then the author joins for the next 30 minutes. I'm in. That's great. Yeah, okay. Um, that's so yeah, fun. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. That's a dream. That's, I mean, she <laughs> will, I'll probably, I'll, I'll just be there silent because I will, I won't want to embarrass myself, but yeah, you, you can know. watch me embarrass myself. <laughs> no, no. When the author comes, it's all Q and A. I mean, it's just, you know, we can just dissect the book first, but yeah. I would love you to be there. That would be amazing. So okay. wonderful. I would awesome. love that. Well, Laura, thank you. This was so fun. And I hope we can like all meet up and LA the summer sometime and whatever. And I'm so excited about your book, which I feel like we didn't talk enough about, but I'm sorry. And (laughs) it's so nice. And yes, when you're in, when you're in Los Angeles this summer, I would love that. I would really love it. Awesome. Okay. All right. right. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you again to Citizens of Humanity for sponsoring this episode and for donating all the proceeds of your long sleeve unisex t-shirts that are available for getting vaxxed. The retail price is $34 to the Susan Felice Owens Program for COVID-19 Vaccine Research at Mount Sinai Health System. Go to citizensofhumanity.com and check them out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.